Oh, g'day, Brett. How are you? <laughs> Neil, I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, mate. It's lovely to speak to you. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for being it. Thank you for all your help trying to track down your teammates as well. You'll be saying, yeah, well, you actually you actually stay in touch with them, and, and back then you were you were a big family, weren't you? Yeah, it was. We were, we were very close knit and tight. We don't see each other often, but we always make a point of um, trying to catch up once or twice a year. And it's um, yeah, all those players and that you were trying to get in touch with, I had they were easy to contact. So. You played reserves and under nineteens with Richmond, but if I can start, I want to start about one particular game that you played. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes, I do. It'll be the 1982 Escort Cup game. <laughs> you were there when Richmond played Swan Districts. Now, for those who listen back to this, what was the what was the Escort Cup? What was the idea of that? Well, it was basically, I think from memory, the premiers of all the other interstate competitions oh, right. um, came in and played against the VFL teams in a sort of knockout yeah. type football competition. But it was played... It wasn't played in the pre-season. It was actually played in the middle of the year. And I think, from memory, my, the game I played, which was my only game that was played for Richmond, was at the end of June. So it was only sort of six or seven weeks away from finals. Um, yeah, and poor old Swan District had had to travel back and forth a bit from memory and they had the games changed. And I think in protest, John Todd, the famous West Australian South Romano, great, said over a team of under 19s in reserves. And I think we won by 186 points in the end. <clears throat> We just sneaked home. You're right. It was a it was yeah. it was a close one. Now, where, was it where was it, was the game at Waverley Park? Yeah, it was played at Waverley Park. I remember it was, it was really cold and um, <laughs> that's unlike a long sleeve Park. jumper. Yeah, and it was really cold. And I sat on the bench with Michael Roach, and then um, he came on and in the I think he came on early in the third quarter and kicked ten goals. But the sad part about that was that that was the night that um, Brian Taylor hurt his knee really badly, and that impacted on his career greatly. That was a really sad, sad night for Brian. But to his credit, he had a great career and changed his game because he was a really athletic key forward before he hurt his knee. So it was a shame. He could have been anything. Did you see that that incident? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was sitting on the bench. It was right in front of me in disco when it happened. And, um, yeah, it looked bad when it happened. Um, Was he going for a mark or what? No, it's just in general play from memory. Yeah. It's um, your testament memory. It's That's right. Well, years ago, <laughs> Brian will know. Don't worry. <laughs> but it was deep. It was deep in the pocket. Um, down at the scoreboard end, so the um, sort yeah. of eastern end of the ground. Um, yeah, and it was tragic because Brian came over from Mandra. He was a really athletic, dynamic player, and then he had to change his game to be that big, strong, bullocking full forward. Oh, and he had a yeah. yeah, he had a great career. But he people wouldn't have seen the athleticism that he had as a youngster. He was a really talented junior, and um, he would have been a great player for the Tigers. It was unfortunate the way it happened for him. When you told me that you played. Uh an escort cup match. I went straight to my little archive here and I took out my Swans District versus Richmond football record that I have mm-hmm. where someone has filled in all of Michael Roach's goals, all 10 of them, which he kicked in one quarter and about a half. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so my question is, did you ever, did you, did you take the field? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I came on at half time. Um, and it was quite funny because Jeff Raines was playing um, that night, and he came off at half time, and he basically said to Francis Burke, the coach, he said, Burke, I've had enough of this. Give Roscoe a run." So that was basically how I got on the ground. So, um, oh, but it didn't bother me. I mean, I was thrilled. If you look at the players in that team, like it was just for me, it was a, it was a lifelong dream to play with um, players. Francis, he picked a, a pretty strong team, and um, it was just a pleasure to be out there running amongst. All those great players from that era, Richmond was so strong back then. It's a good point. Even though it's in the middle of the year. And um, what is it, uh, midweek, maybe? Yeah, Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday night. We all played 
on the Saturday. And I think Swan Districts did as well, made the flyover from Perth. We all played on the Saturday and then you play on the Tuesday um, and then you had to butter up again the following Saturday. Well, in the team we've got people like Waitman, Lee, Rains, Emmett Dunn's there, Michael Malthouse, Roach obviously. I think uh, Morris Rioli played. Yeah, Morris definitely played. Merv David Kane. Cloak, yeah. uh, Merv Kane played. I mean, we've, we've, we've... Emmett, Emmett Dunn played. It was it was basically a full strength <laughs> team. I think Robbie Wiley didn't play, and I think funnily enough, the reason I might have got a game, I don't think your dad played because he couldn't see at night. Now I can't remember if that's true, but well, I do remember the he used to have difficulty with uh, the lights. I reached out to him and asked him. Uh, he was very easy to contact. Um, <laughs> he uh, he said it, it by this stage he was now wearing contacts. Yeah. Um, and also because, well, he was old, or let's say he was, you know, getting on, um, the club didn't want him to play too many, I think, two games a week. Yep. So I think you're right. I think there was this, we don't really need to play him if we don't need to play him sort of thing. Because you were what? Yeah. Were you reserves in 82? Is that what happened? You came up from the reserves? Is this... Yeah, I was playing in the reserves, yeah. Right. Yeah, so um, no, really, if you look back, I mean, the, the team that they put out was a was almost a full-strength team. There was only three or four yeah. of the really strong players not playing. And the op- we knew the opposition weren't going to be much shop. Um, but as I said, it didn't bother me because I was just happy to be out there. But I could tell a few of the players... Um, Probably would have been preferred to be somewhere else on a Tuesday night, probably on the couch watching the game in front of the, hot, the fire, I'd imagine. Well, to tell you how well Swan Districts were going, in the footy record here where it's got the uh, team announcements by the club, for Swan Districts it's got team lineup not available before press deadline. <laughs> so they had no idea who they were going to bring across. I think the guy that Disco played on told him that he was five, he was 15. Like they just sent over really... Uh, but I think Swan Districts, in fairness to them, they won the flag that year in the Waffle in 82, and they might have won it in 83 and 84 as well. So it was, uh, they were a pretty strong side. But obviously the one we played yeah. was a fair way off that. Uh, you wore number 41 for this game. Yep, correct. And did you say long sleeves you had? I wore long sleeves on that night. Yeah, okay. I normally didn't wear them, but I did wear them that night. Tell me about Francis Burke as a coach. What... I mean, how old were you at this stage? Sorry, Neil, do you remember? I was uh, just turned 19. <laughs> That's a fair effort. Yeah. And no, you... I was pretty happy to break into that team. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an understatement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is a bit. <laughs> Francis Burgess, coach, any memories of that? Well, Francis was really good to me. I, uh, uh, he was one of those guys that you didn't want to let down. I mean, he yeah. was just a great example. Center. I mean, I worked at West Coast Eagles in 2005 and 2006, under John Walsfold, and he's very similar. Um, he was a great leader on the field as a player, um, set great examples, very professional. Um, I wouldn't say Francis was a great tactician, but he was all about playing your role for the team and giving great effort, and he really supported me, and he was a good mentor for me as a coach, and he was one of those guys that when you run down the race, you just didn't want to let him down. So that was that was the main wow. thing that um, Francis brought, well, to me anyway, I don't know what the other guys thought of him, I can't speak for them, but he, he was just a guy that, he was just inspiring. And I found Walsfold very, very similar. And so if we look at your reserves coaching, and sorry, your reserves coaching your under-19s, what, you came, did you come to Richmond in what, 1980 or earlier than that? No, I, I turned up in the summer of 78. Oh, wow, that early. Yeah, I, was, I remember uh, Paddy Ganane was our coach. I did the pre-season um, training at Punt Road and Paddy Ganane was the coach and I was only 15 when I was a skinny 15 year old and Paddy Ganane was the biggest bloke I'd ever stood next to I was so scared of him <laughs> but he was actually a big gentle giant off the field 
But um, I started in the season of 79 and then played, I think I played probably half the season in the under-19s that year and played for my local club, Jordanville, out, out near Mount Wajali. Oh, yes, I know Jordanville, yes. Yeah, I played all my junior footy there and um, then in 1980 played the full season under Wayne Walsh, who was the new under-19 coach because Paddy went up and uh, coached the reserves. Right, so Paddy was uh, under-19s coach in 79? Yep. Or even in, even in 78, sorry, when you came across. Yeah. Yep. And then Wayne Walsh takes over. Yeah. And you go all the way in 1980, don't you, as the under-19s? Is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, we beat we beat Fitzroy um, in the morning, which was a great day, obviously, because we won the under-19s. I think we were about 14 points against Fitzroy, and um, the seniors had a good day against Collingwood, so it was, uh, yeah, it was a very happy day. So this was played the same day as the seniors, wasn't it? Yeah, we played in the morning, right. um, and then the reserves played after us, and then the seniors played in the afternoon. I'm, I'm hoping you stayed around. Oh, absolutely, yeah, we did. <laughs> we um, we went up into the stand. We had great seats. We were right on the southern stand on the wing. Right. Um, we all sat together as a team, and I think it was Sydney and Geelong played in the reserves after us, and they came up and sat you know, with us, and we all watched the game, and, yeah, it was terrific, and then we had... We had a separate function. We went back to the Royal Oak in Richmond for oh, the under-19s, and yeah. the senior guys went off into town, the Southern Cross, I think. That's right. And so, hold on, you were on the wing on the Southern Stand side. Yeah, our seats were. Yeah, they were brilliant. Well, if I, if I'm, am I right then to say you would? Did you have a good view of uh, Dad's goal against Magro? Yeah. Oh well, he kicked seven that day. Didn't he? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I so had that's... a view of all of his goals because <laughs> he ran around the boundary. It might have been on the Southern Stand side too. Yeah, it was. It was on the same did. side that we were sitting. Yeah, we're at elevated area. We're we have great seats. You, w- you wouldn't get that now if you're um, in the AFL. I can tell you, you'd be up the back somewhere. Um, in in this under 19s premiership, um, Richmond are 15, 13, 103, and they defeat Fitzroy 13, 11, 89. And the goal kickers are O Wood, Embado, R Lenny, P Gordon. Uh, Simmons and then Roberts and a guy called Peter Lane who kicked six. Yep. He could kick, couldn't he, Peter Lane? He was a beautiful kick. Um, he kicked a goal in sort of the members' side of the ground from the forward pocket deep deep in the boundary. And like he, how he kicked it still to this day, I've got no idea. He was a beautiful kick. He was a beautiful mark. He was just a brilliant player on the lead. And it was just unfortunate for him that Jacko was in the reserves and yeah. Michael Roach was in the seniors. And then, of course, the next year, Brian Taylor came over as well. So it made it really difficult for Laney because he was just your old-fashioned, genuine full forward. But he was a super talent. Yeah, timing, timing was against him, wasn't it? I mean, he was in the that wrong was. place. Yeah, it was. And unfortunately for him, he, um, <clears throat> particularly when Brian turned up, he, just, he left. I think he went and played for Perth in the Waffle um, for a yeah. while. And then he came back and played in the Amateurs. He was a great player. It was interesting. He kicked six goals, and at the other end, Paul Roos kicked six behinds, I think, from oh, memory. <laughs> mm. So what position were you playing? What, what were you I like? played on the wing um, all of that year. Yeah. yeah, I was a wingman. Yeah, I played most of my career on the wing um, in the seniors and uh, the, sorry, the under-19s and reserves at the Tigers. Did you play on anyone who would later go on to play senior football? No, there wasn't a lot in that game in terms of players who went on. I, Fitzroy had uh, Paul Roos, who's... Yeah. His career speaks for itself, and then um, and Bradley Gotch, uh, they were the main two players of their team. Bradley had a really good game on that grand final. Most of the players in that team didn't really go on. You, so if if I'm right to say, then in the reserves, Connor, did you play in the same team as Jacko? Uh, no, I didn't. He left. He 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 oh. he took off. 
he he left there. Did he got in Geelong, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. He went somewhere. He um yeah. he'd left. He he was floating around when I was playing under 19s, but I didn't play a reserves game with him. So when you've so you've got uh, under 19s, uh, 79 and 80. Mm-hmm. Then I'm guessing you probably go to the reserves, do you, or do you sort of oscillate between the reserves and under 19s? A bit? Yeah, after 1980, um, I did the pre-season with the seniors. And played about oh. uh, probably a little bit more than half of my games in the reserves, and then um, played some games in the under-19s as well. This is for eighty-one, is it? Eighty-one, yeah. So you did a you did a pre-season with the seniors in eighty-one. Yes. So uh, Tony Jules coach. Yeah, he was. I hear some of his pre-seasons seasons were pretty hard. Oh, they were brutal. <laughs> he. <laughs> Fire, fire away, Neil. Know. Take it away, Neil. I don't know if you, I don't know if you get away these days, to be honest. But um, oh, look, they were, they were very, very character building. I think that's the best way of, of saying it. But he didn't sugarcoat it, and um, right. the fitness guy at the time, he he didn't either. And um, yeah, they were they were tough sessions. But the thing was, once you did them and you got through it, you actually had a, a fair sense of pride. And, and going into the season, we were all fit. Um, yeah. But unfortunately. 81 wasn't a great year for us on the back of the grand final, and then obviously we had a good year in 82. So 81, you've got the reserves, mm-hmm. um, Paddy Ganane's coach, um, mm-hmm. again, he's coaching you, and then yep. 82, it's probably Michael Green, is it? Yeah, Greening, yeah, Michael Green was, he was a great coach, I love Michael Green, he was, uh, he was very good to me. How, did, how far did we go in 82, I wonder, in the, in the reserves, I'm trying to remember. In the reserves, we didn't make the finals. Oh, we've got all yeah. the, we've got all these skilled players. Mm, we had a great team too. Yeah. Like we had we had a lot of the youngsters that were coming through the under 19s and we had so much depth. There was a lot of back then. There was a lot of good players playing reserves footy in our team. But all the other teams, I can remember playing on Rodney Eden one day. I played on um, Robert Dippier Domenico. I played on Bernie Evans. Um, played on Peter Spencer. who won two centre. Sandover medals and came over to play for North Melbourne. Like every week, there was good players, so it was really good for your your football development. You said earlier that you were fifteen when you sort of came to Richmond. Yep. Did were you part of some sort of scholarship group that sort of came across, or who found yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Happened? Well, well, back then it was the old Jones, so we were sort of that Mount Waverley, Glen Waverley, oh, it was Richmond region. Now. Yeah. And Noel Bosch, who was the runner for Wayne Walsh in our nineteen eighty premiership team, he used to run. A development academy out at Rusden College in Notting Hill. So all the Metro boys um, from those sort of southeastern suburbs used to train with Noel on a Sunday morning, um, and they we were sort of identified at fourteen and fifteen, put into those squads, and then the under and then you get invited into the under nineteens mm. as you progress through your age groups. And Noel was um, he was a brilliant development coach. The school stuff that he taught. Mm. Us, quite a few of us have spoke about it. We still we still used it when we got older and started coaching. You know, he was uh, he was ahead of his time training in. Bo- I can remember training indoors at Rusden, and the, I couldn't believe how many footballs there were. You know, it was just um, it was unheard of. It, but you know, it's back. We're talking 1978, so it's a long, long time ago. I want I want I'll be well. I know you're going to put me onto him, so thank you. I'm intrigued yeah. to know where he got all that from, where he got that sort of coaching influence from. That tra- sort of I don't know. He's um, interesting. He's a yeah, he's he's a he's a man of a lot of wisdom. I know he played. He had a pretty good career at Paran in the VFA. Right. Um, I don't know where he picked it all up from. Yeah, because he but then his coached. Ability, he, yeah, he did. He coached down the track, but his ability yeah, to really teach was just amazing. He he was just a really good teacher. 
So, uh, did you? Did, were you barracking? Did you barrack for Richmond at this stage? No. Well, it's funny. I, I barracked for St Kilda as a kid. Oh Lord! And I used to go and watch the Saints every week, but I knew I was in Richmond zone, oh. and it was quite funny. Once, once I got to Richmond, that was it. I've been <laughs> Richmond from the day I walked in the door, and I work at Fremantle now, so I've got to be careful. But um. <laughs> I'm still Richmond. I'll be Richmond till I die. It just—it was just a great era to walk into that footy club. You know, you just were made to feel so welcome. And it was interesting when the Tigers won the flag a couple of years ago. How many people on social media put up how proud they were for the Tigers and that they're still Richmond supporters? And you know, they right. played under 19 reserves, didn't play much senior footy, but just passionate Richmond supporters. You know, so it's great. Isn't that great? It's still with you. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what- no. For winning the under-19s, 1980 Premiership, did they get give you medallions? No, nah, not back then. You got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. I think we got to keep our jumper. That was about it. Did you, did you, have you kept your jumper? Uh, well, I have. Um, is it I've in good it in a yeah, yeah, it is. It's in a drawer at home. I've got, I've got the um, – I used to wear 32 in the under-19s, so I kept that. Right. And my number 41, Guernsey – that I wore in that night game, I still got that. But the you. day of the grand final against Fitzroy, it was quite warm. Right. We used to get a long sleeve and a short sleeve, and I wanted to keep the short sleeve jumper. Right. So I wore a long sleeve and swapped my jumper with my Fitzroy opponent, and I've still got still got that jumper at home as well. Thinking ahead, Neil, I like it. Yeah. You're, think, you're thinking of memorabilia, I love it. <laughs> it, was, it was very hot during the game, I've got to tell you. Uh, did you um, were your parents happy for you to play football so young, to go to Richmond at um, such a young age? No, my mum wasn't. Right. My dad was okay with it. My mum wasn't. But I, the first game I played in the under-19s was against um, Fitzroy at the Junction Oval. I'd actually just turned 16 by then. And, uh, yeah, I got my jaw broken by big Glenn oh. Coleman. So I uh, missed a few weeks there. So that didn't go too, down too well with my mum. But anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that would have, uh, you would have, wouldn't have heard the end of that for a while. No, no, Mum was horrified, but that was okay. Um, Noel Judkins had to deal with that. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, but that good, Noel was great. So he was. Yeah, well, he played man, footy himself, right? Noel, for Richmond. Yeah. So yeah, he's a great man. So he uh, he calmed them down. So that all worked out well. well. It was all good. Was that the worst injury you had at your time at Richmond? Uh, on the field, unfortunately, I had a about five days after that game against Swan Districts. So I was involved in a really bad car accident, and um, I got run over by a car. What? I got hit on the wrong side of the road and, um, yeah, I was in hospital for nearly three months. So I think that, from memory, I think they let me out the week, grand final week. I got out so I could go to the game. So I'd go to the 82 grand final. So I had some really bad injuries to my um, arms. I broke both the bones in my leg, um, broke both the bones in my arm and um, wrecked my knee, ruined my knee. So that was basically the end of my playing career, to be honest. How long was your, how long was your recovery for that? Um, I didn't play for about 18 months, and I remember Greeny, gave, he, he played me just towards the end of the 83 season, I reckon, mm. and I reckon he did it out of sympathy for me, to be honest, mm. and I just hobbled around, and it was sad, it was at the MCG, and I just knew that was it, it was really, it was a really sad time, so my time at Richmond was probably the best times of my footy life, but the end was just, yeah, it was quite devastating, to be, to be honest. 1983, you played three games in the reserves. Yeah, that was the back end of the year, yep. And so you realise that, unfortunately, that's it. So Mm -hmm. was there any other playing career after Richmond? Well, Noel Judkins got me over to Essendon um, the following year for for 
pre-season of 84. Yeah. So I went over there and did the pre-season. Got through the pre-season, okay, but once the game started, my knee just kept blowing up. Um, and I think sort of midway through the season, I went to Noel and said, mate, I just – I can get through the games, but I just can't train. <clears throat> so we decided that I'd go to Port Melbourne. And I had three years at Port Melbourne in the VFA and hobbled around there on one leg for a few years. And then um, at 24, I just had to say, no, it's just getting too hard, so I stopped playing. Well, you must have been a pretty determined young man to still – after that setback, to still keep playing? I think it was just hard because you were so young and all your mates were playing uh, and um, yes. that was what made it really difficult. So the Port Melbourne time was probably a good wean-off football for me because the training demands weren't as great. I could get through the games okay. But in the end, it just got too hard. My, the pain in my leg was just it was just affecting my day-to-day life, so I had to stop. Mm. And it, yeah, it's, it was terrible at, at such a young age, but... You know, sometimes things happen for a reason and my footy career post that sort of turned out okay. And that is that you came to Richmond very young and now here you are as a recruiter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I work in the recruiting department at Fremantle. I've been there this is my 10th year. And prior to that, you were with Collingwood? Yes, I worked at Collingwood in the recruiting department under Derek Hine. who was another old yeah. Tiger mate of mine. We played under-19s and reserves together. Um, so he played under-19s and reserves at Richmond and had a had a good career at Paran in the VFA and West Coast before that, obviously as we said before. So yeah, I was the um, I was the first development coach, first full time development coach in the AFL. Oh, so that was a, that was a great job. I really enjoyed that. And then again, because of my knee, I had to stop that job because I just couldn't I couldn't do the job. <clears throat> so if you if you dumb it down for me, what does your role entail now, or what did it entail at the start, and how is it different now? At Fremantle? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so at Fremantle, what do you do now? And is that different to, you know, what you started with at West Coast, say, for instance? Yeah, well, West Coast, I was a development coach, so I looked after all the first to four-year players. Um, so that was a hands-on coaching role. Mm-hmm. So I was a development coach, so slash like an assistant coaching hands-on footy role. Yep. At Frio, um, well, I went to Collingwood after that, worked for Derek, so I basically looked after WA and South Australia in the recruiting department there, and then with Fremantle, I've done the um, recruiting for the WA manager. I've also done South Australia. I've done a bit of national stuff as well. And now I watch more AFL football and State League senior football. So you don't probably get to watch Fremantle much, do you? No, I don't. No, I I get get to watch the replay and probably watch them play live maybe four or five times. Every time I can, I go and watch them play. I think it's important to watch your own team. But, yeah, it's just difficult. It's the job that I do. So I have to ask, over, over those three clubs, which young players impressed you the most? Uh, you mean from a recruiting point of view or a coaching point of view? Oh, I, I'll let you interpret that however you want. Mm. Yeah, well, I think um, from the playing point of view, when I was at West Coast, um, Sam Butler, um, Bo Waters, Matt Rosa... Mark LaCroix and Shannon Hearn are probably the main ones that stick out that I was sort of looking after at that time. Yeah. Um, they, they obviously elevated into the AFL team and had, had great careers um, and just brilliant people. I think that's the thing. Having been involved at probably five AFL slash VFL clubs, the people in it are just, they're just brilliant people to work with. Mm. I think at Collingwood, um, I can remember Derek Hine having kittens over um, steel side bottom. <laughs> And Dame Beams, and he was trying to he was trying to work out how he how Collingwood at the time could get both of them because he was worried that whoever he picked 
with the early pick, wouldn't be there at the second pick. And in the end, he got uh, he got both his men, and he was very happy. So that, <laughs> they were they were just brilliant um, players at Collingwood, coming through from a recruiting point of view. And then obviously at Frio, uh, my first year was uh, Nat Fife's oh, <laughs> draft. You're right. So he's um, he's obviously a standout. Good work, Neil. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that hard a pick. It was pick 20. He probably should have went a little bit earlier than that. But um, it's funny. Like, you get those guys, the champions, you just call their name out. It's more the guys like a Michael Barlow, right. um, who we plucked out at Werribee. Oh, we didn't pluck him out. I mean, he, he probably would have got picked up. But he, he got through to the rookie draft, and he had a great career. It's a shame he broke his leg so badly. Hmm. Um, so he was great. And Tendai Mazungu, who we, we oh, picked yeah. up out of Perth in the Waffle, at 26, and he played 100 games for the club. Right. They're the guys that yeah. you sort of get a lot of satisfaction out of, the ones that have really had to work hard for it. When they get there, they're really appreciative of the opportunity. I'm just intrigued before we before we finish up. At any stage during your time after Richmond, did you, did you tell West Coast, Collingwood or Fremantle players or anything about your experience at Richmond, coming across as a young person, etc.? Um, I did. I remember at West Coast I did. Um, I stood in front of the player group and, and spoke about my time at Richmond. It was around about the time that um, Bo Waters got run over by a taxi. So, yeah, yeah. so we sort of we were on common ground there. So I had to yeah. talk to him about, about that. Yeah. Um, and I spoke, to, I spoke to people about the spirit of Richmond and what it meant to be part of that club. I remember playing there with the MCG. They used to have a sign above the race as you walk out and it used to say, Today you have the, the honour of wearing the Richmond jumper, wear it with pride, eat them alive, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember always, I always used to hit it on the way out. And um, that's something that stuck with me, um, mm-hmm. the passion of the club. And I can remember through the dark times, I can remember walking up and putting a couple hundred bucks in a tin and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and the club nearly folded. Um, and then you look at how big the club is now. It's just, yeah, the, the spirit. I think that's from back then coming through, Coaching's changed so much, but just the spirit of the club was it was just an amazing club to be a part of. And I'm glad that it's still, uh, you still hold it dearly too, which is wonderful. Um, an example of you don't have to play senior football, you know, for the club to still mean a lot to you. No, well, that's exactly right. I know Peter Williams, the president of the Past Players yeah. Association, um, he's massive on it. Like, he didn't play a lot of senior footy for Richmond either, and he's just really big on... Um, getting under-19s and reserves players back involved at the club, even if just once or twice a year, coming to a function. And, and I guess mm. we're all pretty tight from those under-19 days because we sort of don't feel part of it. And he's been a really good conduit to bridge um, us with the senior part of the club. And um, he, he does a great job. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've spent a lot of time interviewing senior players but it's only in the last maybe seven or eight years that I've branched out into those who didn't play senior football. And their memories are as strong as a senior player um, because, you know, it affected them at such a young age. Um, I think so, yeah. And for them, for a lot of them, it's still, you know, they still absolutely cherish their time at Richmond. And so you, I have this theory, you can't write Richmond history without writing about the under-19s and the reserves. Uh and players like yourself and Peter Lane and all that's Paul Dudley, etc. So it's it's I'm so happy that the club still means a lot to you. That just makes well, me I think very it does. Proud, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the club should be proud because the way we were treated when we played there, um, and the way the senior players respected you and spoke to you and treated you and tried to help you, mm. you had no other way to feel happy. I mean, it wasn't like it was 
you're the under-19s of the reserve, you go over into that well. corner. Yeah. Where, where There was no strutting back then. I mean, all the senior <laughs> players were just brilliant to us and they really included us. And, um, you know, they were great mentors. They helped. And, you know, things didn't work out for a lot of us, but it didn't diminish the, the really good times that we had when we were there. And we're all, we're all still Richmond through and through.